Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I'm not sure if it was shelter-in-place boredom or just necessity, but last weekend I sat down with a comb and an arsenal of YouTube videos queued up to try and learn how to French braid my very curly hair. Section under the front, which is now into the middle, and then that third section is under as well. Now, if you haven't tried this yourself before, you should just know that it's a lot harder than it looks. So she wants me to section it into three distinct sections. You're twisting strands of hair into a precise pattern behind your head. It requires dexterity and muscle memory and focus, none of which I've been able to master. But this last weekend, given the very scraggly and just frankly misshapen state of my hair, I decided to throw myself at the project. Just having a go um, without a mirror can help you learn how to braid a little bit easier. What is happening? The front here that you can it did not go follow. super well. <laughs> Makes it a bit easier as well. Uh, so I've maybe successfully and tied my hair into a knot. Getting the braids really tight or really neat. So I was relieved when I learned that I am not alone. We had gotten a question from a listener about how to keep hair looking fresh during shelter in place. We're going to answer that question on the show today. Plus, we've got the story of a couple who are dating while sheltering in place apart. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Stick around. It's Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org podcasts. And thanks. We got a question from listener Mark Adams on the topic of hair. Can hairstylists and barbers perform their function at homes if they and their clients wear protective gear? We asked reporter Chloe Veltman to cut to the chase. Um, the short answer to this question is no. Hairstylists cannot do home visits during the pandemic. Violations of the health order can mean fines of up to $1,000 and in rare cases, time in county jail. Hair professionals are taking the order seriously, like San Francisco stylist Nikki Lynch. One of my clients offered to come to my home and I had to be like, no. So with the next available salon appointment looking to be at least a month out, what is one to do to keep from looking like a household pet? 
Some of the more daring among us, like my colleague Kevin Stark, are attempting home haircuts. My hair has gotten into this kind of uh, wolverine phase. It's just very, very puffy. This is Stark's very first DIY do, and I asked him to record himself. So right now I'm just trying to get around my ears and uh, just took a big swash off. Selfie haircuts are hard, but colouring your own hair can be even harder, as Trisha McFadden just found out. The Monterey County resident has been travelling to Blue Shampoo Hair Salon and Spa in Oakland every four weeks for the past 20 years, where her stylist cuts, perms and, most importantly, dyes her hair. Red is my colour. McFadden is a public health worker and church pastor who's going into her office regularly as part of the effort to combat the virus. And she says looking good has never felt more important. So much change happening. I wanted something to be somewhat normal, which is my hair colour. McFadden's stylist, Madrid Johnson, obligingly mixed and mailed over her ruby-red colour combination, and he also provided advice over the phone, like suggesting she enlist some help. I'm actually saying, I want your husband to paint your hair everywhere that is white. McFadden was grateful for the pointers, except the husband part. Oh no, he's OCD. No way, we were going to have a fight. McFadden says it took more than two hours to get the job done after covering her white-tiled bathroom with old sheets and adorning herself in a garbage bag cape. It was pretty intense. McFadden's glad she now knows how to colour her own hair, but she's looking forward to getting back to the salon. Meanwhile, KQED's Kevin Stark proudly reveals his new quarantine cut to his partner, Anna. Okay, what do you think? Looks pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. He says he plans to keep cutting his own hair, even after the salons reopen. That was reporter Chloe Veltman. A lot of relationships have changed over the past few weeks because of shelter-in-place orders. Some people are staying away from each other, learning how to maintain their romance from a distance. Hello. Hi. Hey. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> That's reporter Asal Asanapur and her boyfriend, Larry Jerome. They're still trying to figure out this whole long distance thing. Did you get my note? I sent you a note. I did. It was a very sweet love note. <laughs> I especially liked your interpretation of a heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. It looked like that. <laughs> it looked more like an apple, didn't it? It Sure. I can still remember the exact moment I met Larry on our first date a little over two years ago. He was waiting for me at a corner table under a string of lights at a bar in San Francisco. President Trump's first State of the Union was playing in the background. We talked about politics, podcasts, and our grandparents. Our first conversation was so easy. I remember thinking, I could probably talk to this guy forever. We'd been dating for a few weeks when Larry told me about his Crohn's disease. It's a chronic inflammatory illness where the body attacks itself. He was diagnosed at 15 and spent the next few months in and out of hospitals, sometimes for weeks at a time. I mean, it was probably the scariest thing I've ever gone through. I just got really, really sick. I couldn't eat. I lost like 20 pounds. It was in a lot of pain. I ended up missing the last month of school. I knew that I was really sick, but I guess I didn't really realize how sick. 
Luckily, Larry's now in remission, thanks to the infusion he gets every eight weeks. But the medicine suppresses his immune system, which increases his likelihood of getting sick. Something as simple as catching a cold could cause a flare-up that lands him in the hospital. He's always a little anxious about it. Like being in school and you have like a big test coming up that you're really worried about that you might fail and like all of the repercussions that would come from that. It's like feeling that all the time. But that feeling got worse as coronavirus started spreading around California. It's like multiplying my base level fear that I'm going to get sick. And just being immunocompromised like makes me so much more susceptible. The prospect of me going in the hospital right now is just probably more anxiety inducing than normal. That anxiety he feels, I feel it too. I live with a hospital nurse, and she thinks she's probably been exposed, which means I've probably been exposed, which means I don't want to go anywhere near Larry. Since the outbreak, every single day has been an exercise in controlling my imagination. I'm trying my best not to picture him in a hospital or hooked up to a ventilator. As case numbers started to rise, I decided to pack a bag with the essentials. I'm now staying in an isolated room at my parents' house away from them, and miles away from Larry. Yeah, I mean, that's a really big adjustment, is having our relationship totally exist over phone calls. Because we've been talking, what, three times a day? It's a lot. Which is a, I feel like which we a, do talk a lot. Yeah, we talk a lot more. I think, though, that something about this is, like, the stakes just feel a lot higher. Yeah. There's a lot more fear, and I think we just need more from each other. We need, like, a sense of safety, which is often. Like, I feel like every time I open up social media or listen to the news or anything, really. Yeah. I feel like that's also been something that's been hard for us, too. It's like, I feel like we have to actively try to find, you know, things to talk about. So, like, I'm super glad you're watching Tiger King now so we can just talk about that all the time (laughs) because there's so much to talk about. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. and She is the one. It's so weird. There's so many layers. Every time supersedes all the zoos, she's at the top of all search. Staying connected isn't always easy. There are days when loving each other feels quieter, more subtle, where I'm just trying to encourage him to catch up on sleep and get some exercise, where he's just giving me space to process my grief over the state of the world. My first week here, he sent me and my family chocolates. And my parents reciprocated with a care package of their own. And there is a giant bag of pistachios. It's got to be at least 10 pounds of pistachios. Oh, my God. Wait, and also a huge bag of dried dates. And I'm like, this is the most Persian thing that I could think of. It's <laughs> just like, I have like my weight in pistachios and dates right now. Oh, my God. Of course <laughs> they did. And in peak cheesiness, like so cheesy, I'm almost too embarrassed to say it, Larry sends me really cute gifs most mornings. Like this one, of a toddler playing fetch with some pet corgis. And last week, I sent him my favorite Bill Withers songs. What Bill Withers song do you think feels the most like us? Um, I think... Ain't no sunshine feels like us right now. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. 
It's not warm when she's <laughs> Why ain't no sunshine? Well, because it's about a guy who's sad when the woman that he loves is gone or far away. Wonder this time where she's gone. Is there anything that I could be doing better to support you? Really, that's like the best thing is just like talking to you. And really, I feel like that's probably the worst thing about all this, that I can't see you. And yeah, and like also just not knowing when I'm going to be able to see you again. Having you here would be so much better. It feels ironic that staying in quarantine to protect Larry means I don't get to be with Larry. And I want to be with him because he makes me feel better when the world is falling apart. That was reporter Asal Isanapur. Her story first ran on the California Report magazine. My name is Carlos. I am nine years old. My name is Dale. I'm seven years old. We heard from a few of our younger listeners recently. We have been learning Roman numerals while sheltering in place. They noticed that the Roman numerals on Sather Gate at UC Berkeley appear to be, well, wrong. We think it should read M-D-C-C-C-C-I-X. We'll share the answer in the next Bay Curious newsletter, which goes out the first Wednesday of each month. Sign up online at baycurious.org slash newsletter. This week's episode was produced by Katrina Schwartz, Asala Sanapur, Katie McMurrin, and Rob Spate, with editing help from Kathleen Quillian and Sasha Coca. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. I listen to it, KQED, every morning. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This has been Bay Curious. Thanks for listening. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.